Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Maru Shard saying, Am I the a-hole refusing to cook? I, 41 female, live with my husband, 41 male, and daughter is 10 and 17. Husband is a picky eater, which I've known for about 20 years. I'm used to making food and having husband and slash or kids making faces, gagging, taking an hour to pick at a single serving, or just outright refusing to eat. My husband is notorious for coming home from work, taking one look at the dinner I've made and opting for a frozen pizza. Most of the meals I make cater to their specific wants, like spaghetti. 10 female only eats the plain noodles. 17 female eats the noodles with a scrambled egg on top, no sauce. Husband only eats noodles with a specific brand of tomato sauce with ground beef in it. If I use any other sauce, even homemade, I'm going to be eating leftovers for a week. So it's just the one recipe of spaghetti. These days, husband complains that we have a lot of the same meals over and over. It's true, but when I've explained why that's true, it doesn't seem to sink in. I can only make a few things that everyone in the family will reliably eat and those get old. A couple of nights ago, I made a shepherd's pie. I used a new recipe with seasoned ground beef. Three out of three like peas, two out of three like, and tomatoes, one out of three like, and one out of three will tolerate. With a turmeric mashed potato top layer, two out of three will eat mashed potato. Predictably, 10 female ate a single bite, then gagged and ended up throwing hers away. 17 female ate part of a single bowl, then put hers in the trash. Husband came home late and wasn't hungry. I was so tired of reactions to my food and putting in the effort for years and it all finally came down on me at once. I burst into tears and cried all night and the next morning. So I told my husband that I was done cooking. From here on out, he would be responsible for evening meals. I would still do breakfast for the girls and lunch when they weren't in school, but otherwise it was up to him. He said, what about when I work late? I told him he needed to figure it out. I told him that between him and the girls, I no longer found any joy in cooking and baking, that I hated the way he and the girls made me feel when they reacted to my food. I was tired of the yuck faces and refusals to eat when I made something new, and that it broke my heart every time. This morning, he had to work, so he got up early to do some meal prep. He was clearly angry. He said he doesn't understand why I said I hated him. He said he doesn't know what to do and thinks I'm being unfair and punishing him. He said, I make things that don't appeal to kids sometimes, and I can't expect them to like it when I make Greek-style lemon chicken soup. 17 female enjoyed it, 10 female and husband hated it. 
I counted that I make plenty of chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, grilled cheese, etc. But that picky or not, there's such a thing as respect for a person's efforts. So Reddit, am I the a-hole? And in the comments, Hannah's Flora says not the a-hole. This was exhausting and irritating to just read. I can't imagine actually living it. I would have done this years ago, honestly. And it's not even that they're picky, really. It's that they're so damn rude about it and your husband had the audacity to complain about the lack of variety in the meals. No, it's time for him to deal with feeding the picky eaters in the house, including himself. I suggest you start finding some delicious recipes for two for you to make. So you can cook and eat exactly what you want with a meal left over and no worries about feeding your ungrateful family. Echo Android says, not the a-hole, barring any sensory issues from your children. And it doesn't sound like this is the case. This is 100% a learned behavior from your husband. His behavior caused this problem. He can put in the effort to solve it, especially with the level of disrespect he's given you. Unlovely says not the a-hole, my 14-year-old was an insanely picky eater and I spent a decade cooking gross basic food and lost all the joy of cooking. When he turned 13, I laid down the law. I cook what I like and every meal will have one basic element that I know he likes. If he's too picky to eat the rest of the dinner, he can make a sandwich or a cup of noodles or have fruit. It took a few months and now he eats without complaint. You're a couple of decades late doing this for your husband, but he is capable of learning. If you can afford it, make the meals you want, but enough for everyone. I think after a few weeks of whatever bland ass crap your husband manages to pull together, people will slowly drift towards your cooking. Pizza Queen says not the a-hole, your kids act like that because your partner does. I was socialized in a home where my mother would have me try things. If I tried them and didn't like them, she wouldn't force me to eat them. My dad, however, ate every bite because he loved that she would take the time out of the day to take care of us. My dad spent his late teens slash early 20s in poverty and ate everything under the sun. He was always so happy my mother made him food. His favorite meal was breaded chicken. My mum would make it every other week and each time he came home, he would be so excited. He would always say, is it my birthday? Even though it was a regular bi-weekly meal for us. It's so insane to me the direct line between a picky eater and being well off in life. Poor people can't afford to be picky. Now, I'm an adult who will try any foods. I'm 26 and when I was 19, I worked at a Chinese restaurant. And there was a woman there I barely knew who liked me. She spoke very little English, but she found it amusing to give me different foods. Chicken feet, squid, different roots, lots of spicy sauces. I always tried them willingly because my mum had one rule. You're allowed to not like it, you just aren't allowed to not try it. Attitude about food is astonishing to me, but I don't live to eat, I eat to live, and my parents nurtured a healthy relationship with food. I'm afraid of dogs because my mother was and made it clear in my upbringing. Consider the socializing aspect. And OP does respond to that one and says, that's what puzzles me about my husband. He grew up with a single mum, divorced when he was about eight, and she never remarried. She never graduated high school and worked at a factory until she retired. We made a wide variety of nutritious, if cheap, foods. I've asked her about her son's pickiness and she just rolls her eyes because she struggled with it too. When he got old enough to do farm work with his cousins, 13 or 14, he started buying his own food. Chicken flavor, maraschan ramen, apple jacks and gnaw noodle packs. That was what he ate rather than mum's food. The OP posts an update which says I spoke with each family member individually about their behavior. 10 female apologized profusely and said that sometimes she doesn't like my cooking. 17 female who has only been with us since she was 16 and didn't grow up with us. 
it was a bit too long and off topic for the original post. She said that she appreciated that I make varied recipes, even if she didn't always like them. She also said that she wanted to cook, but had just seen husband and 10 females reactions to mine and was put off it. Husband accepted the asshole judgment from the sub and to his credit, he planned and executed every evening meal. The kids ate his meals, but husband's lack of finesse, overboiled vegetables, untrimmed meat, soggy pasta, etc. caused some picked over meals from the kids. Everything was edible though, and he very politely asked for some tips on things, like how long to cook rice, but I did not physically help. I reassured him that I wasn't trying to watch him fail, but that I needed him to learn a lesson. After a couple of weeks, both kids were tired of husband's oft-repeated recipes, homemade pizza, Korean beef slash veg bowls and nuggets and fries, and he was stressed trying to get home from work in time to get the meals done. The very first night, Ten female cried over her dry, gross pizza crust. Husband fought her over it and both of them looked at me to solve the issue. I redirected Ten female to husband, saying it's his call since it's his dinner. For several meals, he made way too much mediocre food and had to eat leftovers for days, which was cathartic. Eventually, I sat down with husband and we evaluated the fallout. Husband said it hurt when the girls didn't like his food and it was hard to plan things ahead on nights he worked late. He also admitted he was in a rut for recipes and that it was hard to modify for people's preferences. There is now a post schedule and a rule set that all family members are expected to adhere to. Each kid picked a night to cook. 10 female has Sunday, 17 female has Saturday. Husband and I split the weekdays according to the work schedule. Since he works late on Monday and Friday, I took those. I work Tuesday and Thursday night, so those belong to him. Wednesday is a flex day. Anyone can cook or we might go out and group projects are encouraged. The rules are no gagging, bases or complaining. Cook chooses the meal, period. Assistance may be requested by anyone. Special ingredient requests may be made a minimum of two days in advance. So far, so good. 17 female has been learning a lot of technique. 10 female is thrilled to be addressed as a chef by whoever is assisting her and no one has yet broken any of the rules. Husband more easily asks for my advice when he's cooking, how to season, how long to cook things, which is a huge improvement. It's too early to declare victory and it takes a long time to make permanent changes, but it's encouraging progress. Thanks everyone for the advice and the support. Here's to continued positive change. And I think that's a fantastic update and I'm really impressed with the way mum handled it in this situation. And, and got the family involved in the end and they, they all saw the light in some ways and was like, yeah, mum's right and now they're all getting involved. As she said, it's not a victory just yet, but it looks like it's going in the right direction. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And our next story comes from a throwaway account and says, My boyfriend, 26 male, and now I'm 26 female, rich, and started using it against me. My boyfriend and I met through a dating app eight months ago. We've had a good, steady relationship. I come from a well-off family, but my parents never spoiled me. They taught me not to indulge in excess and to keep my privilege in mind when interacting with people. I'm currently living in an apartment with only my salary. I haven't told my boyfriend about my wealth. I wasn't actively hiding it. It just didn't come up. My birthday was a few weeks ago and my parents threw a party at our home. Our home is a medium-sized villa. My boyfriend started scowling when I told him that was the home I grew up in. When I asked him about it, he told me it was nothing and started smiling again. His mood got worse as more and more of my parents' rich friends started coming in. When I asked him about it the next day, he just told me he was feeling a little sick. After we got back, he asked me why I hid the fact I was rich. I told him I wasn't hiding it, but he started bringing it up in every conversation after that, like telling me I didn't know how to cook properly because I was spoiled. He brought it up with his friends, telling them I was a spoiled princess who had everything handed to me. It started as jokes, but it got more hostile as the days went on. When I brought this up, he told me I didn't know normal people problems because I was rich. Did I do something wrong? What should I do? And to me in this one, you've done absolutely nothing wrong. And soon as he started with that shit, it would have been over, especially calling you a spoiled princess to his friends and and whatever he's doing. It's absolutely awful. And you don't need that shit in your life, do you really? But Anina says three words, only eight months. He's 26 years old and acting like a teenage asshole. Don't waste your time on this guy. Heads up if you decide to dump him. He might tell people because he was too poor for you. If you got any of these rude jokes on text, I would save them. Archduke Toe says you didn't do anything wrong. You can't change where you came from. And if he didn't clock that you had a wealthy upbringing for eight months, then he's either incredibly stupid or you clearly aren't a spoiled princess in the least. Honestly, I think there comes a point where you have to ask yourself if you could unsee this side of him. He brought it up with his friends, insulted you to your face and dismissed your objections. None of that is acceptable. And do you really want to continue being in a relationship with someone who constantly puts you down for something out of your control? That'd be 50 pounds. (laughs) Urban Escape says, dump him. I've had stuff in my fridge longer than you've had this boyfriend. You barely know the dude and he is now showing you what he is really like. If he is an arsehole this quickly, imagine what he will be like middle-aged and downtrodden. And one more comment from longjumpingby706 who says, hey, I'm in a relationship with a man from a very rich family where I am from a very low-income family. 
I think him having hoverboards and the newest gaming consoles and me having food stamps and a car, that's nearly twice my age. I'm 18, as is my partner. Your boyfriend sucks. I didn't know my partner was from a rich family, but he knew I was from a poor one because it is very apparent in the way I live and the place we live. It's not a big deal to either of us that we come from extremely different financial backgrounds. I'm having to show my boyfriend how to budget and keep good financial habits because he was raised under the impression that money is essentially endless for his family. But that's our only issue. Your boyfriend is being a massive dick about a non-issue. You didn't do anything wrong, but you should leave. My partner and I have been together seven months, so our situation is similar on the surface, but opposite otherwise, because unfortunately, your partner is just terrible. Hope things improve and happy belated birthday. So then OP does update the post and says, after I made the Reddit post, I tried to have a conversation with him, but he kept stonewalling me. He made more snide comments and I decided to break up. When I told him that I was leaving him, it felt like he was expecting it. He called me a rich bitch and went on a rant about how I was leaving him because he was poor. Some commenters told me to expect this, but it still came as a shock. He and I have very good salaries and I don't know why he said that. He was a good person most of the time I knew him. Some people asked me why I didn't warn him about my wealth. All my relationships before him were with people in my social class, so the expectation of wealth was implicit. Having wealth was not a big deal in any of my previous relationships, so I assumed it was the same in this one too. I'll warn my partners before taking them home in my future relationships. This is a tangent, but I wanted to talk about I'm not rich, my parents are thing that many comments suggested. A lot of my friends from wealthy families use that line as a defense, but it is misleading. If I wanted to, I could dip into my parents' finances. I choose not to, but it is still my wealth too. It might technically be my parents' money, but it still makes me wealthy. And having wealthy parents comes with a lot of privileges, even if I don't actively use their money. I never had to work a job when I was studying. I had access to the best schooling. I don't have student loans and my parents' connections opens a lot of doors. Having a safety net let me find what I was good at and let me take risks. So unless they are estranged from their families, children from wealthy families are also wealthy. I thank all the people who commented on my original post and gave me advice. I felt like I was doing something wrong, but you made me see that it was his insecurity and jealousy that was the issue. I really enjoyed how self-aware OP is in this particular situation. The way that they were talking about their family's wealth and how you know their connections can open a lot of doors and allow them to take risks etc i think that's pretty amazing but let me know your thoughts down in the comments below on this story and let's move on to another one and this story is from the am i the a-hole subreddit from sure swan 3508 and asks am i the a-hole for telling my parents that some traditions need to end and they do not need to tell my wife and i what they think of it because we don't care my family has a name that traditionally has been used for the first boy in each family for generations. I'm James Lawrence. Two of my cousins, my dad and three of his cousins, my grandfather, my great-grandfather and his cousin, my great-great-grandfather and my great-great-great-grandfather all had the same name. One of my cousins is expecting his first son and has already announced he will be continuing the tradition. In another month, we'll be having nine living members of the family named James Lawrence. My wife and I are expecting a son. We already decided we would not be continuing the tradition. I never wanted to continue it. 
Having the same name as so many living family members has been the biggest pain in my ass and I'm the same age as one of my cousins and we grew up five minutes from each other and went to the same schools. When I tell you it brought so many complications into my life, I am not exaggerating. My parents were so excited when they heard we were having a boy and I told them immediately that we're not naming him James Lawrence. I told them the tradition as far as my side of the family is concerned has ended and I will not encourage it to be continued by my children in the future. But of course, it is up to them ultimately. My parents did not like it and started asking what we plan to name our son. We told them they would find out in time and he would be born before we announce his name. Ever since, they have attempted to tell my wife and I how hurt they are about our decision and how they think it's a bad one. When they realized how little I cared, they focused more on my pregnant wife and attempted with their thoughts on it to guilt her. So I put my foot down recently and told them some traditions need to end and they do not need to tell us what they think of that because we do not care and we will not change our minds based on what they think or want. My parents told me I was being callously dismissive seeing as they themselves love the tradition and always believed I would love it one day too. I told them they believed that because they never listened to me but they need to accept it. My parents stormed off and told me I need to grow up and realize I have a childish hatred for the tradition. Am I the a-hole? I had to laugh at the end there when they was calling you basically childish about this when they're the ones who saying that you can't name your child what you want. I mean, what the bloody hell is that about? Cheeky so-and-sos. We've had stories about like traditional names, but it's like a generational thing. This is like every newborn boy. So you could quite easily get family meetups where everyone's just called bloody James. And that sounds absolutely exhausting. Who do you know you're, who you're talking to, etc.? I mean, come on, man. And, and I imagine there's so many other little things as well, like you said, at school. And I wonder if it gets difficult, like on the paperwork side of things. Like if you all live in the same town and you've all got the same names. I know there's other ways to identify you, but I wonder if it ever gets difficult in some other situations. It just sounds exhausting and I'm totally with you on this one, OP. But Reasonable Deal says definitely not the a-hole. No offense, but your parents are pretty narcissistic and childish themselves. I would have freaked out on them by now. Congrats on the baby and I hope they love their name. Pixie says, I remember watching an episode of Eight Simple Rules. I can't exactly remember the details, but it went something like this. When being taught to make a roast, the mother cut the end off of it. The daughter asked why. The mother said, that's how my mother taught me. The daughter goes to her grandmother and asks the same question and gets the same reply. The daughter goes to her great-grandmother and asks, why did you cut the end off the roast? The great-grandmother replies, because the pan wasn't big enough. <laughs> Not all traditions should be carried on. A stone comes in with a similar comment and says, a new army recruit is being shown around his base. They come to a bench that is being guarded by two soldiers. He asks why they're guarding the bench. I don't know, you have to ask the higher ranking official who told us. New recruit goes and asks the guy. I don't know, we've been guarding it for as long as I've been here. You'll have to ask retired general. He's the one who ordered it. So new recruit looks him up and pays him a visit. Hey, why'd you have two guys guarding that bench all the time? Retired general says, God damn it, is that paint not dry yet? <laughs> and one more from Drop the Pencil who says, your parents are correct. You do have a child's hatred for the tradition. You hated it as a child. As it turns out, you have an adult hatred for it too. For what appears to be a long list of supported reasons. You decided you don't like it somewhat caused into question their choices for you. 
which might have them feeling a little defensive. You can, if you choose, show compassion for that piece of it, and then end any other residual feelings you have about the tradition. Your, you and your wife, child, your name for it, your choice. Period. Not the a-hole, 100%. Now, what do you guys make about this tradition? If you was in OP spot, what would you do? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.